you need what you need yeah, to read about yeah. is L O M L. That's what you need to tell us. But L O M L, let's talk about it. Before you <laughs> found out what love of my life was, what did you think it meant? Like seeing it on the TL, what did you think it meant? I, to be honest, no, I want to give you the same exact answer I told you. I thought it was something cute couples say. And that's and that's it. There's no there's no funny, funny vibes here to this. Howler. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna okay. lie, I didn't laugh out mad a few months ago. That's what I thought it was. Was it? Something like laugh out something like you know what I mean? There's so many of those. You know what I mean? Liam, how long did you know it stood for that? Since last week. Since last week, since, right? since it was a thing. It's no, like, no, 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 no. Man, I've, I've always known it. You told me you found out also last week. Good. Bro, I'm woke. Relax, I'm woke. <laughs> I'm woke. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought in, I thought NGL was Nochel. So I was like, why is it going to be your first in the TL? I was a good thought. It doesn't mean that. Well, it doesn't mean that. No, it's not going to no. lie. <laughs> it's not going to lie. lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm leaving Twitter. I'm leaving Twitter. Now, Matt, you must go back to that social media course, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Get your money yeah, back. he wasn't paying attention. Nah, All right, nah, so we're going to kick off the show. <laughs> Welcome to it. On that note, it's Football and Friends. Mitch is here. Thank you, Mitch. There's a slight delay. It's cool. Yeah, a slight delay. It's all good. We're recording in the evening. Usually this doesn't happen, but we have to get an episode out because it's all about consistency. Uh, we're going to start off with comments from friends. Um, the segment, yeah. You never said my, my name? I did say Matt. I said Matt and Liam. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. I thought you just stopped by Callum. I thought he was the favorite, you know. I am. What is it? Three C's. Three C's. Four C's. <laughs> the four C's. Was it four C's? The four Content, C's. All right, we're gonna creativity, <laughs> consistency, <laughs> and Callum. That's the four C's to success. That's and the first one. We there we go. Say... The first one was what? <laughs> all right, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to it, gents. Um, as you know, comments from friends. For those who don't know how it works, is you send us comments on our YouTube channel or Twitter. You let us know how you felt, how your team played, and then we feature you on the show. We're gonna start off with the first comment coming through from the Donza. Arsenal's best performance of the season so far. If Leicester were top four contenders before the season started, or the likes of Arsenal and West Ham contenders as well now. Oh, and Ramsdale got relegated by the way. Um, we're going to bring it to you, Matt. Obviously, um, Arsenal looking good. They're on the up right now, already finding themselves in European positions. Incredible save from Aaron Ramsdale. I mean, that's some picture-perfect stuff. And so far, so good. Obviously, they've got that big game against Manchester United in a couple of weeks. But, I mean, beating Leicester is not an easy feat. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I know Liam. Liam is a fan favorite of um, Rogers, and he thought Rogers was this god and all that stuff. We, we know from previous pods. So the god is not doing <laughs> the god is not doing too well. But yeah, Arsenal's looking good. Eh? Um, Ramsdale seems like the perfect fit. He's he's 
like the piece to the puzzle. I'm not saying he's completing the puzzle, but he seems like the corner, the corner to the puzzle. Um, yeah, terrific <laughs> save, terrific save, terrific save from him. But Arsenal, um, if if you're going with that, if you're going with that ideology, and I think they are, they are, they are on the on the path to being a top four team. I don't think they, I don't think they're going to get there in the next two seasons. Um, they still got a, a lot of fixing up to do. Um, but yeah, Arteta is doing an amazing job. Um, it's kind of what's happening with Ole. Um, do you stick with him? I know when Ole, when Arsenal was going through that run of form, they want everyone was calling for Arteta to be out. They stuck with their guns, and now he's he turned it around. But my 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 my, my crazy thing is Arsenal's Arsenal is content with that. They content to be okay with the top six. A club like United, they're not okay with that. And unfortunately, United is a bigger club than. And then Arsenal, and they want more, and they want they want success, and they want big rewards, and they want it now. So, um, unfortunately, Arsenal's not they they okay with a tuffle. I mean, they've been like that for years. End of the season, ah, oh, we got tuffle. It's going to be playing Champions League. But when you when you look at a, a club like Manchester, they want to be fighting for trophies. They want to be number one. It's it's always been number one. So, yeah, they Arsenal's looking good. There's not much to say about it. They're looking good. They just need to be consistent, I guess. I think that's a great segue into Manchester United, as you mentioned, Matt. Uh, Raul Alvarez, shout out to him, man. He's always commenting and also pushing the content. We appreciate you, my brother. He said, uh, I can't look at Spurs' results and feel like it's the start of good things to come. United are running on motivational quotes at the moment. Lots of knee slides and badge kisses over their passion and desire, FC. I love my team, but they need to move like a big club now. Hashtag Ollie out. Look, Lloyd, I'm going to direct this to you. No pressure this week, obviously, because you guys did get the W. Um, but it was a quite a sticky situation with Conte being linked to Tottenham Hotspurs. By the time this comes out, chances are he's going to be um, signed with Spurs. How do you feel right now in terms of the results? You look at your fixtures coming up and where the club is in terms of what they do. I mean, he played a back five. Everyone's calling for Conte. Uh, and then Ali decided to become Ali Gunnar Conte. Um, so how do you feel? I think um, it's. I think the, the result is good for the table, and it's good for the manager's job. But I think that's it. Um, we can also say maybe it's good for the dressing room. Okay, it brings the lads together a bit. But for me, the result means nothing if it doesn't like if, if we don't show some consistent going forward. Um, so like what what a lot of United fans that I've spoken to are expecting is that he's expecting Oli to go back to his four two three one during the week because. He doesn't want to, I don't know, be too risky. Um, whereas we saying, okay, you've tried something new. Our fullbacks flourished, in, in my opinion, under that system on the weekend. And um, why not keep persisting with it and force teams to change their game plan against us, force teams to, to almost get a second think about how they're going to approach the game against us. Um, it, uh, it's, it was a little bittersweet because Spurs were not good at all. If you look at their defensive shape for, I think it's for Rashford's goal, um, I think their right centre-back and their and their right-back were almost wider than what Rashford was, leaving a fat gap between the right centre-back and the left centre-back um, and for no one to track him. Um, nice and composed finish from Rashford. I mean, I think in that position of the pitch when he's when he's in, the, in his finishing position, he doesn't really miss from there. You know he's going to open up his body and go for that far corner. But it's still, keepers just can't seem to save it. Um, but we look more comfortable. 
Um, I wasn't too happy with, with, with Scott McTominay over the weekend. I think a lot of people would look at the, the highlights and maybe see something else because he was involved in the build-up to one or two of our goals. But I still feel on the ball, he looked a bit shaky. He looked good defensively in, with, in and around the penalty area. Um, and I always believe his strongest position is centre-back where he plays for Scotland. Um, and it could just, it might just be a, a pathway for, for us to try a midfield four. Of, we have Luke Shaw now and Wambisaka in technically in that midfield four or in the back five. And then the two midfielders, we had Fred and McTominay. Maybe it's time to try Fred and Pogba in there because we did kind of look secure with that back three behind them. So Pogba doesn't need to play a deep role. Um, and I, we've seen him play in a flat midfield in, in other teams and, and for, for his country. And that's where he flourishes. And for us, his best position has been from, his best performances have been from left mid. So I think it'll be actually quite scary to see what he can do in a central role. He doesn't have to worry too much defensively. Um, and he contribute to the to the attack as well. I think as fans, we just want to see some consistency now. We want to see this going forward. We want to see us do it against teams that actually set up and play well. Spurs were nowhere. Um, you will see, I asked the question, did Harry Kane play this weekend? Man still hasn't shown up. Will he now show up under Conte? I don't know. He's a big manager. And whenever there's a big occasion around Kane, he's just never there. So I think it's up to him now. Well, we transition into um, arguably my favourite game of the weekend. Not going to lie. Liverpool taking on Brighton. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see this. Can you guys see oh, this? It's, it's, yeah. it's looking bright. It's no, we looking can bright, see it. There's two, two. It's two, right, two. two. They drew. Looking bright, my friends. <laughs> well, Callum, I want to come to you. Um, tricky. You guys are 2-0 up. Uh, you lost that lead. Uh, Brighton looked like they could have done some wonders over there. But, of course, it ended in a Desmond 2-2. Um, how do you feel? Gutted. That's that's the only word I can say. And I, I alluded to this maybe about nine, eight, nine episodes ago. Draws feel like defeats, especially when you have Chelsea running rampant and you've got Man City lurking there. And even United at the time were, were, were performing really well. So draws do feel like defeats. And we haven't lost in the league in, in a while. But still, the, the draws that we have had this season, Brentford, even Man City, this game stems from from very similar situations. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play through the game. So going forward, Liverpool are scoring lots of goals. Probably the most we've scored under Klopp in terms of game in, per game. Um, it's the most fluid we've we, we've looked. Mane's back in the goals. Even even Bobby and Jota are chipping in. Salah's doing what he's doing. So we guaranteed to score goals. So we're scoring good goals. We we created really good chances. But at the moment, we we are lacking a few few heads in midfield. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Like we we had we have about seven midfielders and we've got four of them injured at the moment, and we only have the, the three that ended ended the game. And one thing I'm going to say is Curtis Jones in the games he has played this season, Man City, Brentford, and now Brighton. Going forward, he does a good job, but he still lacks a bit of discipline going backwards. And when you have Alex Oxlade Chamberlain playing as well, he too lacks a bit of discipline going backwards. They're good going forward. And you can see even Henderson, Henderson's natural position is to play number eight. It's not necessarily a deep line number six. He can play that position. He's played it really well in the past, but remember, he can't be everywhere on the pitch, although it seems like he can be on in some performances. He can't always be. A, if, you, if you feel like we look watching this game, the goals we conceded are midfielders all over the place. They're backtracking. And that's why I want to say Graham Potter got it really spot on. And he I think he took a leaf out of City and Brentford's book where they actually flooded the midfield 
and they flooded the forward banks. And in a sense, instead of playing a big number nine or number nine down the channels and whatever, you just have rotating fluid players that are pulling our centre backs out of position because we our natural thing is to go to a high line in any defensive situation. We love going to a high line. So if you look at the second goal, our backline looked like it was all out of place because we had players stepping out, thinking they were going to catch them offside. We did catch them a few times offside, but in that time they worked it so well and they, and they got it spot on. And you know you had Van Dijk going towards his own goal, Robertson. They were the only two left at the back against three Brighton players. So it was a well work from Brighton side, but really poor on Liverpool's part. And if we want to win this league, we've got to turn those. Those games will be our leading. We've got to turn this into victories. But uh, I'm not going to say Liverpool were really poor. Brighton were really good. And they'll most likely take scalps this, this season because Potter, he's a brilliant manager. And you can see what he's what he's doing with that team. And, and I alluded to this maybe about two months ago. There's something about him that reminds me of Rodgers at Swansea where he's very refreshing in his way that he approaches games. He's not just, we're going to sit back. He could have done that at, at the end, the last 10 minutes, they sat back and they hit us on the counter. But for 25 minutes of that game in the second half, they, they could have beaten us. Honestly, they, they had some really good chances. And Liverpool have to shape up now, you know. Klopp's going to have to have a conversation with these boys and even the midfield and, and maybe take a step back and not, not play that high line so much, although it's in our nature to play, to, to squeeze teams, squeeze the most out of the game so we can allow the forward players to play the game. But even like... Trent and Robertson didn't have great games. It was, it was a really good performance from Brighton. Um, we're going to have to go again. We have West Ham next. West Ham are playing, playing brilliantly. That's going to be a tough game as well. And I know Moyes will watch that game and you'll play the likes of Joe, Joe Bowen and those players, Fornals, um, Benarama, if he's not fit. And you'll play them in the fluid three. Maybe Antonio will come off the bench. We're not sure. It'll be interesting. But I think from, from Jürgen's side, you know, he's got to take a leaf out of Alia's book and tell the players to dust themselves off and try again. You know, you, you've just got to take it on the chin and, and go. You know what I'm saying? All right. And then we move over to an uh, incredible result. Uh, St. James's Park turned into Reese James's Park when he pitched up with two goals. He showed up. Full back to scoring goals. I saw quotes. Again, um, I'm not 100% sure if this is real, but Thomas Tuchel coming out saying that the defenders need to score more and the attackers need to defend more. Um, and we've seen that right now with the defenders showing up. Reese James, top goal scorer for Chelsea in the Premier League. And he's just doing bits, eh, Matt? Yeah, man, come outside. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm joking. Listen, <laughs> listen, ah. we have a... <laughs> <laughs> listen, we have a segue later that we'll jump into him. But um, yeah, Chelsea playing, Chelsea playing very good football. Um, Jorginho uh, came out and said Tuchel made a obviously it was no no. He came out and said Tuchel made a tactical change in midfield and changed the way changed the game. What's worrying is we scored most of our goals when Lukaku and Werner hasn't played, so that's very very worrying. And then Tuchel came out and said maybe he must play Lukaku as a wing back. And then I was like, okay, this guy is this guy is finding 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 jokes here. But yeah, man, a really good performance. Um, we we controlled the game more in. The, Yes, sir. Speak to me, my brother. No, no, you finish. I want to raise something. A, a good point on Chelsea. If you finish. Okay, okay cool. Um, yeah, Chelsea played some good football. Um, we controlled the game. We did look shaky in the, in, in the first half. I agree. Um, they had us. They obviously played good football. Um, St. Maximum does his thing. You know, he's always the trickery guy. We kind of, our three at the back kind of deal with, dealt with Wilson much better. Um than I expected because you know that guy he's a runner and playing in a two two strikers partnership is it's always going to give you a hard time. So I felt like those boys did well. 
second half came out, the change happened, and we just, I mean, we played football, and that's what we do. Carlo Martin and Doy was on the wing doing some crazy things, and yeah, we got the we got the result. Reese James just, I mean, like I said, come outside, top goal scorer. Who else but James? Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm I got high hopes for Chelsea. I, I tweeted six games back, we're winning the league. I'm a stand by it. I'm a stand by it. Sure. I think last week you said Liverpool were favourites. So I don't know. You flip flopping, yeah? You pair no, no, the honours, bro. Come on. Come on, let's let's that's, not. That's the psychology. That's the psychology. <laughs> I want you to think that. You can't honestly. No, but look. Yeah. Look, every time I even guys, I was with my girlfriend this weekend. I even asked like because I was watching the game on my phone. So I don't, I don't want to look on the app because I was delayed with DSTV now. So I don't want to look there and be like Liverpool's a goal up or we conceded. So I was like, can you Google the Chelsea score? And it was no, no. So I'm like, half-time decent. You know what I'm saying? Then it was like 20 minutes in a second. I was like, Google the score. And she's like, oh, it's 1-0. No. So I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? And then the next time I Google, it was like 3-0. No. So it's like I was gutted because it's it's feeling like that at the moment where I need my rivals to, stop, to start dropping points. It is one of those situations. And you start feeling comfortable if you start building a gap now. And Chelsea do have a three-point gap. Is he still far in, oh, still long in the season to go? But touching bases on that system of yours, um, I was I was looking at the stats and I was looking at Reese James's stats, like in terms of defensive, he's actually has he's not doing much work defensively. Yeah, he's doing um, more not, not that he can't, he can do that work, he can do that, but it shows how high they are that he's basically playing right wing at the moment. He, he was just basically in the big box or just on the right hand side of the big box um on the weekend. Yes, he gets back when he needs to, but I was looking at like the stats, even Showa, and I think teams they underestimate the quality of Chilwa and Reese James in those positions in terms of shooting. And those players know how to find the back of the net and it, it, it's a threat. And I think teams haven't haven't clicked on it just yet and how to sort of match that. Once that happens, then maybe that will start drying out and Chelsea will have to find a way to get forward. But what I like about Chelsea, again, like last season, they're winning games and their goals are spread out all over the park, guys. Like Shalabas coming mm-hmm. in scoring goals, your centre-backs, your right-backs, your left-backs, your strikers aren't even scoring goals. So yeah, I just feel like, like they're just there. Like, it's it's ridiculous. You're looking really good, though, Matt. And and that's it's scary to think because City, we were touting City the other day, and now they're five points behind you. It, it's it's crazy, guys. This is this is such a nut league. Yeah, we got like we got like 17 different goal scorers, so it's scary, but it's not scary for us. <laughs> the confidence is oozing. And speaking about confidence, our young players in the Premier League, of course, they're all showing up at all the young ages. And we decided, you know what, this week we're going to jump into the topic where we speak about those young players that are currently bossing it in the Prem that we enjoy watching. It uh, can be from our clubs or, well, I don't really have a club, but from the Premier League clubs um, who are just this playing. Also, Lloyd, bro. we're going to start with you. Get out of here. Lloyd, we're going to start with you. Um, young player that you've been keeping your eyes on or players that have really, you know, surprised you and have been doing well. Um, I think from United's point of view, I think Green with with how Greenwood has has put in uh, certain shifts, especially like earlier on in the season and towards and throughout last season. I think he's one of those players now where where his ability is known, um, and it's almost he he hasn't excited us that much this season. And I think what now he started to do is maybe try to do a bit too much um, in our games when he's playing, where he. He has performed very well as an impact player for us, um, where he's unpredictable with both feet. He comes on, he takes defenders on, um, he becomes exciting. 
where I think now it also doesn't help that there's not too much evidence of a system in play. Like he's hype. I wouldn't say he's like dying out a bit, but he's not as exciting for us anymore. Um, so I'd like to focus on two players if I, if I can, because I feel like they go hand in hand together and it's Smith Rowe and Bukayo Saka. Like, Oaks, those guys, like, you don't, you don't invite them to the cookout. They, they are the cookout. They standing there by the bride. They're the ones standing there in their slides with their socks up to their ankles. Like, they are, they are just bossing it in two the Premier League, guys. And they're having so two much fun. black men. Two, they're, 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 having, they're having so much fun in the Premier League, guys. And what I love about them so much is, is how humble they are. Um, and I've spoken about this before with Arsenal. They've got, they've got like the, the young, hungry talent who aren't pocketing like as much as what maybe other youngsters are in the league at the bigger clubs. Like, like Foden's probably, I don't know how much money Foden's on, but it's probably a lot. But also credit to him. He's, he's still a decent lad. But like Saka and Smith Rowe, like they, they're working hard constantly. They've got the hype around them now for, let's say, two seasons, especially Saka, where he carried Arsenal through that uh, November, December, January period last season. Smith Rowe hit the ground running very early, got a big shirt number and has been performing, been, been playing out of his socks. As you can see, they're halfway down his legs most of the time. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just a class act to watch, both of them. They, they're very good. They add lots of value to the team. They aren't just impact players. Arteta's found a way for them to be in instrumental in their system. Um, and yeah, they just, they've just been phenomenal. And they, they're definitely up there as two of the best young Premier League players, like possibly in that top four, top five bracket. We're looking at the best youngsters in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, I've been really impressed by those two. Yeah, Matt, do you want to say something? Oh, no, not to go, of course, but I wanted to ask you, I know Jamie Carragher, had a, he had a shout that Smith Rowe is one of the best ball carriers in the Premier League. Do you guys agree? Like running, Wait, running tools. No, okay. Do not, not, let's, let's remove for his age, just in general. Do you believe? Yeah, I think he's very good at it. And like, and I think that shout can maintain if he, if he, if he remains consistent and if players don't start reading him, because like a lot of players have a good 10 games and then, they get shouts like that. And then let's say five games after that, they maybe like disappear for a bit. Like, is that because now players have started to read them? Now managers have included them in their chat when they're preparing to play against Arsenal. Like now Smith Rowe is a key figure in that Arsenal side. So now a manager has to prepare for that. And let's say they get someone to, to take him out the game completely. Um, like, does that chat then remain? But so, like, if he can do it and if he can keep adapting his game to how players are changing the way they play against him, then I think that shout can stay. Like, I don't like, I don't like making shouts like that early. Like, even if the player hasn't played, like, let's say a full 38 Premier League games or, or something like that. Like, I don't like to watch like two or three games of them carrying the ball while and then making that shot. Exactly. I like to see them do it consistently against different types of defenders, against different clubs. Um, that's why with Greenwood, like I wouldn't call Greenwood the best young player in the Premier League because he doesn't do it week in, week out against every club where we have other youngsters who are maybe just doing a bit more than him at the moment. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to hop on that, I think, as I said, you know, two of my favorite young black players out there. I think Emile Smith-Rowe reminds me of uh, a young Jack Wilshere. I know this is quite a reach because Jack Wilshere was 19, bossing it against 
um, against Barcelona. Never forget because I hate the ops. Yeah. And with him being back at the Arsenal club, I think it's going to help uh, the younger guys there as well. So that's for me for the ball carrying thing. I see that. Uh, my favorite young player right now, I've been singing his praises, tweeting about him almost every other day. That's, of course, Chelsea Loney, who's playing at Crystal Palace. Connor Gallagher. Let's put some respect on that kid. What a he doesn't the, for me, Chelsea's biggest mistake was getting Saul because there's no need. There's no need. While we, there's Connor Gallagher. While we here, can we chat? Can we chat things best academy? Like can we squeeze that chat? Oh, I was gonna jump on that, Matthew. Let's let's not, not, let's, not, let's, not today. Let's, no, let's no. save let's save that because I've I'm I'm just saying we're carrying the league right now. It's scary, but it's not well, for us. <laughs> well, yeah, one. just to say, like, like I watched, I watched, I watched Connor against uh, a city. I think the way he played, him playing behind Zaha was pretty good, and Zaha and Benteke. I think in the Vieira system, he's really flourished. He's played like an out and out number ten, and he's got a free role in there. And for such a young player, um, and the way he runs, he has legs. He's everywhere around the pitch. I think, and he can also finish as well. I think he's definitely going to be one of those players that we're going to have to look forward to and I think for Chelsea setup. Um I'm not sure what to where Tuchel will play him because of his role because he'll he'll fill that Mason Mount kind of space because they play quite similar. But I think he could he could possibly maybe find himself making a move to you know Crystal Palace and maybe move up to a West Ham depending where they are or moving up to um I don't want to say United or City because they are stacked but moving up to those teams in the fringes as well. Um, just because of how he's been performing. So, yeah, I think the young player that stands out for me is uh, Conor Gallagher. Callum, how about you? I just want to touch bases on these like players. Uh, and I've mentioned it, I think, maybe a, oh, a couple of months ago as well, is that England have so many of these roaming tens that they've currently developed. We're looking at, I'm not going to, not in order, but we've got Mount, Cantwell, Grealish, Madison, you know what I mean? Smith Rowe, we've, we've got, you know what I mean? We've got so many of these players, not we, but. They've got so many of these players, and what I like that they are versatile. I'm going to say, like, even Curtis Jones, he, he's, he's like a roaming 10 because you see him pop up on the right, on the left, behind the striker. Then you see him in, like, a deep-line playmaking role. It's quite interesting. It's, it's how England can develop these players going forward. Look at Phil Foden. Can play in midfield, can play out right on the left. It's how these players can develop. I think with, with Smith Rowe, it also reminds me a bit of Grealish, the way he floats with the ball. And a lot of these players do float with the ball. And yes, Liam is right. They're, they're going to be going to get marked, but it's how they then change their game to bring other players involved. Because I think Grealish is now learning that not to keep on the ball too long. Because City don't want free kicks; they want to keep the ball in play and getting it moving. But touch bases on on Matthew's point about academies, and I think I think Liveramento from Southampton. He's from Chelsea yeah. Academy, right? This eighteen-year-old has. I think he scored a goal the other day. He, when I watch when I watch Southampton play and he plays just so natural on the ball, gets up the field, gets going back. For 18 yeah. years old to 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 play right back in the league is very difficult, especially with the left wings in the league. And for him to do such a good job, I'd say, for my opinion, he's doing a really good job at, at Southampton, given his age and whatever and the circumstances of Southampton. I think he's top top player. And another player I would like to mention is Shalabar from from Chelsea. Another player who's yes, he's 22. He's not necessarily like the youngest, but Center back coming in. I've heard he can play midfield as well, judging by his passing range and his shooting abilities and his ability to get around the box. He he he's 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 quite a talent. And we've seen a lot of Chelsea center backs move around the league for some big money. And and it does it does say something about the academy that they get top top dollar for their players because they are quality. 
um, another player to watch out for and another player that maybe won't 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 get the recognition he deserves at Chelsea because they want success right now. He has got his chances, but maybe you might see him in another club very soon. But what a player, gents. I would, I'd like to raise those those two players, two defenders for me. Matt, how about you? No, kind of eat the nail on the head spot. And I was gonna mention um I was gonna mention Trevor Chala, but listen, um Lamb scouted him in the beginning, Lamb's brought him up, never got game time in the Lamb system. Um he made the bench. But Tuchel spotted him, obviously, in preseason. And obviously, when the guys go to Yodo, there's those l- lads that stick behind and obviously get get get, get training on the go. And Trevor Chalobah, he surprised me. Like, he's played he's played few, he played in the Super Cup. Had a good game in the Super Cup. I thought that was just temporary. And then he kind of just got in that 25-man squad and he's he's, he's played a few games under, in, in the Premier League, scored his debut goal. I thought it would end there. Then he got a few goals with his header. Like, I mean... And he's having he's having a partnership with Rudy Girl with Silva. I mean, that's 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 experience. Like, I mean, he's just he's just a player that that's that's playing with passion, and you can see it. And he's and he's courageous, and he's a good centre back, good defending. He's had a couple of saves on the line. That's 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 the simple things that he he does that he does really well. And I like I like seeing players do basic things but do it really well. And I think he's gonna go. He might not he might not ever make it at Chelsea. Or, be there in a ten-year run or do the JT run, but I mean, like, look at where look at Christensen, very good centre back. He's, he made it through the made it through the academy and now he's playing. So hopefully, hopefully we keep um, Chalaba, very good player. Yeah, good shout. I mean, he's been showing up. He scored that incredible goal, his debut goal, which was quite sliced and outside the box, which is nice. Yeah, Lloyd. I just want to give. Uh, I just want to give because obviously we're going to move on now. I just want to give a, a praises to Phil Foden. Um, just for the way he's also been playing this season. I think it's very easy not to forget about him, but it's very easy not to mention him now because he's been consistently doing mm. this for, for a couple of times. And if you now, you read every week, Foden assist, Foden assist, Foden assist. I've actually taken time out to watch the quality of his assists recently. And guys, like, he's just very good. He's very good, guys. And um, I think... I think Man City have a player that they're going to have on their books for, for many, many, many years to come. He's going to earn lots of money at Man City. I don't think his head is going to be turned anywhere. And I think he knows he knows his worth, but I don't think he's a player that is going to fall down the wayside. I don't think he's going to lose his way. I don't think the fame or the lifestyle is going to get to him. I think like Phil Foden is going to be big for Man City going forward in terms of what they're pushing for in the Champions League. And I think he's going to be more important for England going forward um, in terms of what, what success they can achieve. Like, I'm calling it that he's going to carry England to their next trophy. Can I give you, can I give you a hot take? He only ends up at, he only, he's only going to play for two clubs. And the final club is he's going to play at Real Madrid. He looks like a Real Madrid He looks like, he looks like a Real Madrid he really he does. does. I think he's he really does. Till he dies. You think so? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nah, I think I think once Pep moves, I think 2023 is going to be a very big, big time for City. If Pep moves 2023, there's going to be a lot of players looking around who's next. Because that's the question. Which What that's, Pep has done there at City has been incredible. But who can carry the reign? You see what, what happened with Barcelona? Pep left. It got sticky. It that's really the year club. Sticky, but that's the year yeah. club leaves, right? Twenty-four. I think Zidane's waiting for Pep to leave. 
Hmm? That's good shout. I think Zizou. Did he I think Zizou. Imagine Zizou in there with that Man City squad and and with the money available and then working with a player like Paul Foden. I think yeah. that's yeah. Zizou does Zizou does well with players in the prime, so I'm sure he will do well. I mean, it's not the best coach in the world, but he does well with players in the prime. As a manager, look, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to slate you on that. I'm not not going to defend you. I don't think yeah. he's a coach. I think he's a manager. When you're there, I mean, yeah. Tuchel spoke about it. he couldn't handle it at PSG. Tuchel couldn't handle those personalities because you're not only managing the personalities, you're managing the families, the managers, and everything. When you have someone like yeah. Zinedine Zidane, who's already respected by the players and ex respected by football for what he has done, and you know that he will give you a headbutt if you're talking out of line, then you're going to get in line. It's just that simple. Uh, let's move it, over, it, gents, it. to the UCL. <laughs> UCL preview. Uh, it's going to get tough this week. Let's start off with some of the mouth-watering fixtures. Uh, let's start off with United, who are playing tonight against Atalanta. Lloyd, good win on the weekend. But how are you feeling? And can you give me a score prediction as well, my brother? Come on, you all, eh? Come on. Um, I think... I think going into this game, it's very tough for us to predict what's going to happen. I think it depends what, what system we set up with. If we go with the the 4-2-3-1, then I think we're really going to struggle like we did out there last time. And we know passion and hunger and and whatever got us through that game. I don't There wasn't much um, different to our game plan. I think we really need to hit, um, really need to hit them with the Cavani-Ronaldo partnership up front. I don't think we need to change that. Um, it works way too well. With... Sorry? Didn't Cavani get injured on the weekend? Yeah, if he, if he can't make it, then then I'm I'm very happy to see a front two with Rashford and Ronaldo, to be honest. Um, I don't think Rashford or Greenwood should be playing left mid or right mid in that in the current system that we had because of their, um, their defensive capabilities aren't really there or you can't rely on them defensively. Um, so I want to see the formation happen again. I want to see Shaw and Wambisaka cook on the side. Like Wambisaka, it's one of the best games I've seen him play in in a long time. But then again, that Spurs side were average. So I want um, I want Atlanta to come out and and hit us hard. Um, but I want our system to hold strong, and I want the boys to play through it. Um, because that that's what, that's what they did last time. They came out, they hit us hard. We went two 0 down. Um, but I want them to hit us hard. I want us to sustain that pressure old and, and see that pressure off. And I want to see I want to see our attackers have fun. I want to see our back three look as solid or as comfortable as what they did over the weekend. Um, didn't help that they were playing against 10 men with the ghost striker up front. But um, I know Atalanta will, will, will give our defenders a bit more trouble. Um, I'm going for a 2-0 United win. I think it's going to be a bit comfortable. Hopefully it's going to be a bit comfortable. Um, yeah, yeah but that's that's if we that's if we keep trying this new system. If we're going with our old system with our two defensive midfielders, I don't see anything more than a draw. Um, but backing that we backing that we keep going with this new system and, and with the the newfound confidence, uh, even though it's only one game, you just expect the players to now use this game to to, to move forward. Um, if we go with the new system, then yeah, I'm I'm looking at a two 0 clean sheet. Away from home, can't ask for anything more. Uh, Max, you guys, oh yeah, go for it. Quick question: Didn't Ole try this three at the back a while back? If I'm not mistaken, he did try a three at the back. I think he did it against PSG um, when Tuan Zebi played centre back for us. 
okay. I think he used it then. I'm not too sure. Um, it hasn't. I, I don't think it worked like all too good in the past. I think now we've got the players with um, with Varane as the as the added addition there to our to our defensive line. I think it helps, and like now we know Luke Shaw's qualities a bit more. I think Ole Ole understands him a bit more now. Uh, probably understands Wambisaka a bit more now as well, um, and I think he knows his squad a bit better now. So hopefully it's something where he uses, but like also he himself needs to master understanding the formation because how much experience does he actually have coaching that formation? You formation, but if you're not confident in it, or let's say if a team presses differently the way Spurs are pressing, you need to understand the formation and the system well enough to know, okay, I need to tweak this. I need to put this player in this position. It's not just about putting the formation out and putting the players in the formation. It's about being able to adapt according to how the other manager sets up, how the other manager adjusts during the game. Um, that was a great, that was a great analysis. Great coach, analysis. Coach Lloyd. Uh, coach Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you? You guys are playing Malmo tonight. How are you feeling? And also give me a score. Yeah, yeah, boys are traveling. Boys are traveling to Sweden. Um, shoot here a good amount of rotation. Um, yeah, nothing but a victory. I mean, we play five games in October. We're taking five Ws. That's the only. That's the only thing I want. Five Ws. Give it to me. Give me a score there. I need a score. What's the score going to be? Um, we're playing away. Three one. Three one to Chelsea. Uh Callum, for you guys, it's gonna be a sticky one. Atletico Madrid. Uh boosted confidence by the return of perhaps Fabinho and Thiago. How are you feeling going into that game after that tricky one against Brighton? And of course, Atletico, they won on the weekend. So they're gonna be looking at redeeming themselves at Anfield after the result at the wonder at the wonder. Well, it's sticky, guys, because I I'm focusing on the league, guys. The Champions League can take a bit of a backseat this season because I think we will get through the group. We are nine points out of nine. Um, we just need one point to get through the group. If not, a, if we get a win this week, then the, then the last two games don't really mean anything for us. So I, I would like us to 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 rotate heavily for this game. I know Matthew said, "Well, why, why can't we focus on the league? We can put the Champions League on yeah, the backstage until the knockouts." Guys, we respect it the most once we get to the knockout stages. You know what I mean? This will bite me if we end up doing United and we we, we drop. We don't make it out the group from this point. But I don't think that's happening, lads. It is on, it's on the internet. I, I want us to rotate. I would like Simicas to start. Maybe Nico Williams. I want Salah and those guys rested. Um, Even Fabinho and, and Thiago. Maybe one of them can start this this game to try and get them um get, try and get some um, minutes in the legs. But I want to keep our, our best game, our best squad for, for West Ham this weekend. Even if we, we, we take an hour or, or a draw against Atletico, they're going to come out firing against us. I wouldn't mind us playing a 4-2-3 run, trying to hit, hit them on the break because they need a result in this game to try and keep their, the, the group ticking for them, try and get them over the line. Um, I don't mind if we take an hour in this game, especially if we rotate. I just want to see a, a, um, a good good vibes from the boys. I want to see yes. some some good squad dip and I want to see how they, they gel to the system because some of our midfielders, when they... You know, like the sixth and seventh choice that are playing at the moment, they're not kind of doing it for me, and and they'll probably get another game time this week before Fabinho and Thiago then take over for the for the rest of the league or whenever they get injured again. So, yeah, Liam can say thumbs up. My guys, back guys, then, Thiago. And, I, what, I say one one one. Anfield, I take it one one. 
or we get clapped. What's the uh, average? It's a thumbs up for the for the game. I don't know. Yeah. When when you you see, I don't know. We don't know these things. We don't know these things. <laughs> they don't even know. <laughs> All right. Uh, my team's playing uh, Shakhtar Donetsk this weekend. Uh, we won on the week without Benzema, which is surprising. Uh, Vinicius Junior obviously moving mad. This is crazy. He didn't get selected for Brazil. They picked um, Coutinho over him, which is insane. But look, I'll take it because then he gets to rest and come back and play well for us. He scored two goals. Could have scored a hat-trick. Um, he's also, yeah, he's also edging closer and closer to that double-figure uh, mark in terms of goal scorers in, in, in European football. The only ones that are in there is Salah, Lewandowski, Benzema, uh, Iwani from U Union Berlin, which is crazy. And, yeah, those are the only players. And who? Blavich from Fiorentina. Blavich. Apparently, he's, he's on fire in 2021. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Fiorentina. he has hit 10 Double. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but don't, I, don't I don't think he's, he's, he's moving mad. Double, he's moving mad. Double figures. But yeah, well, so we year, play uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. We usually you lose to them, but yeah. Liam? Uh, Mitch, when are the sheriffs coming back to town? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then on that note, uh, <laughs> yo, let's end the episode. We don't speak of Liam with a back post header. We don't speak Boogie time, boy. Yo, that was tough. Man. You know that was tough, eh? That was yo. Vibes. Let me not listen. Listen, you guys, you guys are taking That's me back. Your girl brings up That's our ex, eh? <laughs> I think Madrid is still trying to post bail. <laughs> Yo, listen, Gareth is Tell legend, him, yeah, alone. Yeah, that. What is that? The rat oh, no, 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 I'm not yet. rattled. No, I'm not rattled. Relax, relax. relax. I'm not rattled. I'm not rattled. I'm not rattled. Yo, listen, listen, We still have the biggest. <laughs> we still have the biggest club um, out of all the clubs that are represented right now. All your players want to come play at Real Madrid, so chill. No, they don't. Okay, respect that okay. thing. Yes, you know that. Wait till Salah. Wait till Salah gets that 500 bags. Signs new Lowe. contract. Yes, wait, I'm on this. Wait till Salah. Wait till Salah gets the 500 bags from Don Flo. Then you know it's... Don't up. worry. We will be okay. discussing Salah very soon on this show for all those viewers at home. Oh, I like that. I like that. Just pitch up and, and we will provide. We assist you here on this show, guys. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right That's back. sneaky. Two balls, two balls, two balls. Like, I think I think we should change. I think we should change that. Like Reese James, a right back. And on that note, that's how we end football and friends. It's been a great episode. Thank you very much for coming. Callum's gone. We just lost Callum. Like, subscribe to all those amazing things. He's finally come to grips with the fact that Trent needs a haircut, and Reese James is much better than him right now. I've been Mitch Montana. Lloyd's here. Matt's here. Callum's I'm <laughs> Yo, so bro. The rest, 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 rest. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.